0: Good morning, good morning, good morning! The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Friday, March the 12th, 2021. My name is Stephen Cornegay, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, Delate, which means to accuse or denounce late. Hope everyone is enjoying the end of the work week. Well, what is traditionally the end of the work week. Not too much the end of the work week for me. You know, I usually work on the weekends. But, nevertheless, I hope everyone had a wonderful week and blessed and will continue to have a wonderful and blessed weekend. Mattel's Candle turned 60. Barbie turned 62 years ago. Barbie was originally introduced in 1959. Now, well, they said that the, you know, of course, came to all turn 60 today and some of the big wigs or executives of the uh, Mattel brand or the Barbie brand said they're working or have been working on Making Ken, I guess, Ken and Barbie, what you would call more inclusive to the society that we live in today. Okay, well, me personally, I could care or not care. I I mean, I, I never was a big Ken or Barbie fan. Just wasn't my thing. Never was. Never will be. As I can recollect, I believe, I. well, I may have purchased some Barbie dolls for my girls at one point in time. But like I say, that's just small potatoes to me. Looks like UNC advances in the ACC tournament after a win over Virginia Tech last night. But however, University of Syracuse, University of Kentucky, Michigan State, UCLA, Indiana University, Villanova University, and Duke University are out due to COVID concerns. Apparently, some, well, for Duke, apparently, uh, someone in the organization tested positive for COVID 19, which means it ends their not only ACC tournament run, but the NCAA tournament run as well. And it breaks the record of 24 consecutive NCAA tournament appearances. Wow, that's got to hurt. COVID strikes again. Man, that's got to hurt. Like I said, I'm not a Duke fan, but I hate to hear that. I love competition, and Duke also always, always puts on a good show. Man, I hope everyone's all right. And all of those basketball organizations, man, that's a lot of schools that are out. But on the flip side, I guess that opens the door for the little teams, the common man, you know, those little squads that come out of nowhere. I mean, I I always enjoyed watching the NCAA tournament because hey, those little schools, they come out of nowhere and they, (laughs) almost every year you can, if you're betting against them, you, you, you might be just making a fool's bet because I can remember a number of years, some of those smaller schools came out and they knocked off some big time teams. Hey, UNC, Duke, they all have ran the gamut at these little schools, so I guess now that now that, that some of these well-known and bigger college teams are out, it does open the door for those little guys to showcase their talents. So the NCAA tournament is going to continue on, and it might be quite exciting, even without the big-name schools. Wow! Now. I wanted to uh, address something. I've seen it. I'm sure all of you have on social media and the news. The three young ladies that were getting a ride from an Uber driver. Now, so far, one of three have been arrested. There were three young ladies. And another one says she's going to turn herself in. I don't know about the third one. But if you saw the video like I did, you, well, I was disgusted. I was disgusted and enraged. I dare you. These three young ladies, uh, the Uber driver asked them to, uh, or one of them to put a mask on. How difficult is that? I mean, they started to harass, berate, degrade, coughed on him, and even assaulted him. Yeah, it was an assault. Assault. I mean, you invaded his personal space by snatching his mask off. How dare you? I I just... What goes through people's mind in this day and age? I mean, I get the argument that it's a violation of your rights, you feel. But you're in his personal vehicle. That was not a cab ran by some company. That was his personal vehicle. And all he asked you to do was put a mask on. But somehow, some way, you felt the need to degrade, berate, assault, and even cough on him. Then I believe they, they said some. Uh, they sprayed mace into his vehicle. Wow! Now, these three young women. I don't care if one of them did it, or but all three of them look like they were participating in the melee. Like they were having a pretty good time about it. Chuckling and giggling. Slapping and high-fiving. Now these three women, in my opinion, they need to face some punishment. During the pandemic, you got into a vehicle without your mask on. And in one part of the the, the video, I, I, I want to say it was two two of them had masks but they had pulled him down I guess they wanted him to hear their barrage of insults how mature how sickening during a pandemic you would choose to get into a vehicle that you're getting a ride from and assault someone that was his personal vehicle that wasn't a cab I don't care if Uber or Lyft or whatever had that he had that little whatever that thing is that sits in the windshield I don't care that was his personal vehicle chances are he had a family and you're in, sitting in there coughing and then spraying mace into it coincidentally he asked um Uber I, I believe it was is uh the, the company he was working We asked Uber to uh if they could foot the bill for the cleaning and they in return started the bidding at $20 but it went up to $40 and somehow or another he ended up getting $120 and also, a GoFundMe page has been set up for him to help him out because rightfully so, I wouldn't want to go back to work. I mean, how would you feel if you're doing a job providing a service and someone starts coughing on you during a pandemic? Coughing, belittling you, and spraying mace into the vehicle and also snatching off your mask. I, I can't forget it. That's the most, uh, that's the most egregious thing to me during a pandemic. you you're, you choose to snatch off this guy's mask. I would love to tell you that I would have been calm, cool and collective. I really would. And I would hope and pray to the good Lord that he could step in, intervene and guide me through a difficult situation like that. I, I really would like to tell you that, but, uh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no way, no way, no way. There are many rights you and I have as adults, human beings. But to put your hands on me, yeah, they put you put your hands on him when you snatched off his mask, and then you sprayed Mason. To put your hands on me is where I draw the line. I can, I can halfway stand, and I do mean halfway, the insults. I've been insulted before. I can I, I can halfway stand you insulting me. But once you cross that threshold and put your hands on my person, that's when we have an extreme conflict. And I'm going to resolve it by any and all means necessary. Now, I know that seems harsh in this day and time, but which is harsher? That, or me defending myself. I think the before mentioned, for me personally, like I said, I, I I would love to tell you that I would remain calm, cool, and collective, and 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 de-escalate the situation. But chances are, once you put your hands on me, that's it. Because at that point, I figure, hey, you're not trying to de-escalate de-escalate anything either, so I have to defend myself. Like I said, one has been arrested. The other one's saying she's going to turn herself in. The third one, I really haven't been able to find anything on that one. Well, they most definitely need to face charges, and they most definitely need to receive a punishment, whether it be jail time, fine, or whatever. The courts decide, yeah, you need a a wake-up call. And I, 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 I just don't understand what is wrong with a lot of people in this world, why they feel so strongly objective to these masks. And like I said, I get the point that some are saying that it's a violation of their rights, but it's a violation of my rights also if you're not wearing a mask and you're in my vehicle. I can get that when you're out in public, I I halfway get that, but you're in my vehicle. Whether I'm I'm, uh, Uber, Lyft, or whatever, you're in mine. Uber doesn't pay the car note on that. Uber doesn't, it may help put gas in it. Or it may help even with the payments, which I really doubt. Because I don't think they really make that much money. But bottom line, the long short of it, Uber doesn't own it. So it's mine. And you're going to sit yourself or your person. And I'm using my big words. You're going to sit your person in my personal vehicle and invade my personal space also. <laughs> How do you think that would go? Not too well, I can tell you. And I'm just being honest with you. Bigger person or no bigger person. Not too well. They deserve a stiff punishment. Give them jail time. Maybe that'll wake them up. I dare you. How sickening and, and just despicable. But we as human beings, we oftentimes do some sickening and despicable things. And this is one of them, in my opinion. All right, looks like the COVID COVID relief bill has passed $1.9 trillion. And they're saying that some of the stimulus checks uh, may hit as soon as sometime this weekend. You know, there was a lot in that bill to, uh, especially, I think, to help some of these businesses out that have most definitely struggled. If I can say struggled during this pandemic. And there also were some parts in the bill to help some of the uh, local governments that they would have funds to help those residents or uh, business owners that were having problems meeting certain financial obligations. And and one thing I heard about that, well, it kind of made me question. But then again, I realized, like I've said, that there's a long term effect from this COVID pandemic. Uh, There's something earmarked or or that was alluded to or earmarked for uh, paying something as simple as water or utility bills for residents and or businesses. First, I thought, well, how long down the line are you going to do that? Apparently, they're they're holding money. All of it's not going to be spent if it's going to the um, the state or, or county or city level. They're supposed to hold it for a while or however many years because they're saying possibly not possibly but realistically down the line there's going to be an extremely long term effect of COVID so we'll see how this goes but 1.9 trillion dollars wow thought the government didn't have any money thought there was a recession a mini recession at one point in time And there also was that deficit that (laughs) coincidentally continues to grow. Hmm. How did y'all find 1.9 trillion? Hmm. Oh, that's good. Okay. It looks like... (laughs) It looks like an artist that calls himself The Weeknd. Yeah, that's his name, The Weeknd. Now, you may remember him from uh, the Super Bowl halftime performance. And there's even a a commercial he had out during his Super Bowl appearance also. It's boycotting the Grammys this weekend over not being nominated. Even though his hit song has spent 52 weeks in the top 10 of the Billboard's Hot 100. Ow! Jump back. So you're boycotting the Grammy because they didn't nominate you. Uh, I thought, well... Uh, people all people have always had problems with the grammys i mean that's just the grammys that's just who they are they've always had people have always had problems with the grammys hell i even had problems with the grammys i can remember one point in time they didn't even want to include rap in a category or hip-hop They didn't even want to mention them and when they finally did <laughs> they did it where none of the artists were there they just would announce that they won uh whatever it was, hip-hop album of the year, hip-hop single of the year, what have you. So people have always had problems with the Grammys, but the Grammys is that, that uh, that's just what they do. But I'm wondering, and the question I have, so The Weeknd is boycotting because he hasn't been nominated, but that's like I said, everyone knows how the Grammys are. Why would you care? You're an artist, I would I would think you would do, be doing it for the self fulfillment of yourself and your fans. The fans still know about you, but uh, just you know I guess everybody needs a little praise and accolades every now and again. But I, I mean maybe this is just some uh, some way of getting his point across about the Grammys, how how stringent they are, how how they snub a lot of artists. I mean hell, Prince even had a problem with them. And we know his record catalog. He called him out several times. I mean, it's just the the nature of the business you're in. And like I said, maybe he's just trying to um, prove a point. But he's a pretty good performer. I I enjoyed the uh, halftime show. I'm still trying to figure out that little mask thing and I guess those the, the, his dancers, the Minions, they had their bass on or whatever. Uh, maybe it's just me. I'm a little... Well, that's a performance. Not a performance. I, I, I can say I I liked. I enjoyed it. It was different. And maybe that's just that age thing. I don't know. I still think he's a good performer. He's a good singer. I enjoy his music. I don't listen to it on a daily basis, but I enjoy it it's pretty good well looks like uh, the British royal family has uh, came out and and rebuked I guess at least one of them the, uh, the brother I believe it's Prince William is it I think it is Prince William came out and said the royal family is not racist hmm well I guess you have to defend your family especially when your family name and Institution is being besmirched. He has every right to do that, and uh, I guess Buckingham Palace released a statement also saying that they are forever with uh, Harry and Meghan, the Duke and Duchess. They're forever with them, and, and <laughs> wow. Well, I guess this will be an ongoing saga, if, if I can say that looks that way anyway uh, just like I said earlier in a previous podcast you don't have to search too deep to find out that uh, that's just like many institutions they've always had a uh, they've had a history of racism they they have and if you don't like the term racism, they've always had a, a, a always been uh, in a, a part of a system that uh, holds back. They have. I mean, look at South South Africa. That may go over some of your heads, but look it up. They refused to divest from South Africa when they, there were many screams and cries for them to leave. And they were like, no, we have a invested interest. Vested interest. The United States also had a vested, invested interest. Not just in South Africa, but uh, the whole continent of Africa, I should say. So, I mean, hey, this uh, thing of, of people being appalled and shocked, uh, you must forget quite often you really do, because that's just who they are, and and like I said, they would, you know, of course, say they had a vested interest in, in those, uh, uh, that continent of Africa and in those countries, it was business, that's just what it is, business, very much like uh, slavery was a business, cruel and in, 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 inhumane as it is. Bottom line, whether you like it or not, or whether you think I'm saying it wrong or not, racism is a business. It is an institution. It's a business, man. I mean, hey, they make money off of it. Some people, of course, if you're in that business, you're so reluctant to stop it. Why would you stop making a profit? You're just not going to stop. But, we'll see where this goes. Time will tell. Time will tell. And... Moving on, looks like the North Carolina State Board of Education wants to skip grading again this year due to COVID 19. They're asking uh, the state lawmakers and the federal government also no tests or exams this year. Again, they did it again last year because of COVID, as we all know, kids here in North Carolina I'm not sure about uh, other places but the kids here in North Carolina have been out for a year and a month almost but they're they're returning back slowly but surely now what what it is is they give the schools letter grades A through F and this test and these grades represent how well their uh, the students are performing you know for the um, I believe the, for the third graders all the way up to middle school, there's the end-of-grade testing. And for the high schoolers, it's the end-of-course exams. And based on how these, these scores return, that's how they grade them, you know, from A to F. A being you, the kids are doing well, they're performing above grade, they're, everybody's on board, to F, meaning they are at the are, I don't want to say horrible, but they are. If you get an F, at least that's what happened when I was in school. When I got an F, oh, you're performing horribly. You're not even trying. Now, in 2018 through 2019, the last times these grades were given, analysis showed that 86.5% of schools were less than 20% of the students are low income, received an A or B. So, if you had less than 20% of your kids that were low income, you did quite well. Now, also in that year, 60% of the schools where 80% or more of the students are low income, they reached and received a D or an F. Of course. You know, that that's just a... I don't know if you could call it a stigma, but it is to statistically known that you know the low performance schools are usually in the low they usually have a lot of students that are that are at that low income level you know for whatever reason whether it be they can't comprehend or you know they' they're having family problems or whatever they don't perform well in school Now that's a, a very stark contrast if if you choose to uh, accept it and it, and it, it has been proven it's a given. Now, like I said, the state is gas asking for another waiver just like last year, but the federal government is saying no, that the tests are needed so parents and schools know how students are performing. You know, the state wants to suspend the uh, EOG for, for third to middle schoolers and also end of course exams for high schoolers. They want to suspend that also. Now, the argument is, which is understandable and truthful, they haven't been to school in, in a year. Now, some students have received uh, in-person, which has been limited, and some have received online. Like I said, that they're, they're slowly but surely going back to school. And the opponents are saying, you really shouldn't give these tests, and you really shouldn't grade these schools, because... I believe that they're saying that when they did these high schoolers, because they haven't, I I still don't even know how they're going to do the end of the grade test based off of online, but the high schoolers that did receive that limited instruction or were online, when I say limited, they were, you know, some school districts had went to that uh, on and off prototype where you were in for a certain amount of days and then you went back to Online learning. They're saying that those high schoolers, many of them, are in danger of failing. So how can you how can you grade them if you're saying that the high schoolers that did receive some in person learning are in danger of failing high, uh, failing their grade, not being promoted, being left held back. I wonder how many seniors are in that, that predicament. Now, one thing that the, the school board I know here in Durham has come up, come up with based off these test scores, once again, I don't see how they're going to do in the grade, but they're they're predicting that they're going to have summer school. <laughs> wow. I, I, you know, at one point in time, summer school was seen as an insult because you went to school all year and you failed and you, you had to go to summer school to make the grade up. Well, well they have been in, uh, not physically in school but they've, they've been doing online and they're saying that predictably or maybe even off of those high schoolers that took those uh, mid exam courses they're going to have to go to summer school and that's not surprising not to me in at least gee what do you think they haven't been in school over a year and they've been online I mean whether you you, you like it or not I, I'm a strong uh, proponent of in-school learning because you do need that in-person learning. You need that touch-to-touch. You need that teacher there to to explain things a little bit more or to uh, hold you accountable and, and make you sit there and do it till you get it right. That's the teachers I had. I don't think they do that anymore. <laughs> That's the type of teachers I had. When they knew you were goofing off. See, they would help you if they knew you just weren't getting it. But if they knew you were getting off and they could hold you up, they would hold you accountable. And they would say, you're not moving until you get it right. Helped me out a lot. I quickly learned that my stubbornness or reluctance to do things as it was supposed to be as opposed to doing it when I felt that I wanted to do it, wasn't going to fly. Those were the type of teachers I had. I, I, I can t- honestly tell you that, that that mindset or that um, type of instruction straightened me out real quick because I, I'm not one to uh, like sticking, I wasn't one to like sticking around after class or what have you, sure didn't like sticking around after school, I was in and out, I was that student, uh, man I really don't want to be here but I'm here so let me get in and get out after that you know after several times of dealing with that but they're absolutely correct these kids haven't been in school how can you fairly and effectively grade them best off based off of some end of grade testing or mid mid course level exam how do you gauge that so yeah i think the summer school is going it's not only an option it may be mandatory and that thing it may be not maybe it's going to be packed but hey we'll see we will see but I certainly do agree with those those that are opposing that testing and or that grading how can you grade them you can't you just can't, they haven't been there haven't received that much instruction and, and you know one of the things I did I found myself doing a few times with my daughter. I, I actually sat there with her. I was fortunate enough to sit there with her in between, you know, my work breaks or whatever. I was fortunate enough to sit there with her and just observe. And, you know, the thing that I, I discovered, it is quite hard and difficult to stay focused staring at a computer screen and trying to uh, pick up what the teacher's saying. I mean, it is. It, it's, it just is. It's, it's, it's hard. It's, it, it's very easy to, for your mind to wander off. And I, I think that's what a lot of these kids have been going through this past year. The minds have wandered off. I mean, hey, think about it. Just think about it. You're sitting there for however many hours staring at a computer screen. I mean, my mind wanders sometime when I, I have a Zoom call for whatever reason. In the, in the topic or information gets a try. Now, I'm not saying you wouldn't do that in in-person in learning. Of course you would. That's just the human psyche. But you put them in, in front of a computer screen, uh, a young one, and apparently it's even hard for the, the high schoolers, but you put these kids in front of, in front of a computer screen and tell them that they have to pay attention and, and be vigilant for, what, six, seven, eight hours maybe? Adults can't even do it that long. I mean, I don't. I, I honestly don't see how they're gonna uh, do this grading this year. And I, I think they would. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's going to be any A's and B's this year. No, there's not. It's going to be a lot of C's, D's, and F's. Cause. They haven't been in school. Honestly, we, we probably never even thought of that. How odd that sounds until this pandemic. COVID is that life altering event. It has put a lot of things on the forefront. There a lot of shortcomings out there. And this is one of them. Now, I understand that the state and the federal uh Authorities or officials saying we need to know what these, uh, we need to continue with these test scores and and what have you, so the families can see how their kids are performing and also how the schools are performing because that that's a reflection of the teaching also, and I think the teachers have done a wonderful job, you know, considering the circumstances, and they really have. Like I said in an earlier podcast, I can, I can rest assured when I say there are probably many days that thought to them to themselves, I did not sign up for this. What is this? But time will tell. Time will tell. We'll see how this goes. I, I will keep you all informed. I don't know how. I, I'm thinking it's not going to go too well because. I hate to keep saying it, but realistically, they haven't been in school, man. How, how can you even fathom the notion of grading them? And I, and I understand that they're, This to be honest, that, you know, that's how a lot of schools receive their, their federal funding also, when they receive their funding for different programs and what have you, based off of these test scores and based off of this grading system. But, I don't know, I just don't uh I don't don't see that going too well. But like I said, time will tell. Time will tell. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. I would love to hear your voice. Like I always say, I'm pretty thick skinned whether it's yay or nay, I'm not going to bite, physically anyway, verbally I mean. So offer your feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and now on Verbal and WordPress. This is Stephen Carnegie, for this is just a thought. Amen.